nation's first digital college radio station. We have a translation airlock on their audio signal. We're taking over this conversation now. You're listening to KRUI, Iowa City Sound Alternative. There's a giant inside you who is really getting tired of your I'm just a small person game. There's nothing small about your spirit. Hello, Iowa City. You're listening to KRUI. It's 89.7 FM on your radio. KRUI.FM streaming online. My name is Justin Comer. You are listening to I Hear I See Radio episode number 82. This show is about local music, and sometimes it's about other things, too. Today I have two guests, and uh, before I bring them in, I'm going to read some quick biographical information so you know a little bit about who you're hearing from. Jonathan Wilson's works have been performed at the Ann Arbor Film Festival, European Media Art Festival, the Experimental Superstars Film Festival, the Big Muddy Film Festival, ICMC, Seamus, NYCEMF, NSEME, the Iowa Music Teachers Association State Conference, and the Midwest Composers Symposium. He is the winner of the 2014 Iowa Music Teachers Association Composition Competition. Jonathan has studied composition with Lawrence Fritz, Josh Levine, David Gomper, James Romig, James Caldwell, Paul Paccioni, and John Cooper. In addition, studies in conducting have been taken under Richard Huey and Mike Fanzler. Jonathan is a member of Society of Composers Incorporated, Seamus I.C., MA, Iowa Composers Forum, and American Composers Forum. Would you like to say hello real quick, John? Hello, Justin, and welcome everybody to those who are listening. Hello. Welcome back to the show, John. You have, yes, thank you. It's great you to You have back. appeared twice before. Yes, indeed. Yes. That's and true. This is the third time for John. It is, it is. And let me, re- <laughs> let me read your bio real quick. <laughs> Uh, Joseph Norman recently completed the doctoral degree in music composition at the University of Iowa, where he also had been research assistant, composer, and sound technician to the Department of Dance for three years. Dr. Norman was advised by Dr. David Gomper. Previously, Dr. Norman studied with Dr. Joshua Levine, Dr. Nomi Epstein, and Dr. Lawrence Fritz. Dr. Norman's music has been performed at the Exchange of Midwest Collegiate Composers UMKC and University of Colorado in Boulder, the Midwest Composers Symposium in the University of Michigan, and the Cincinnati College Conservatory of Music, SCI at the University of Iowa, and the Alba Music Festival in Alba, Italy. Welcome to Joseph Norman. Let me see if that mic is picking you up. Am I being picked up? You are being picked up. Hello, Excellent. Joe, and welcome to the show for your first appearance. Yes, I feel picked up. <laughs> good, good. Hello, Joe. <laughs> Hey, before John we just uh, picked me up actually on the way here. Oh, did he? We, yeah. we haven't met before. This Part of first. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so <laughs> Joe I was on the here. side of the road, you know. Yeah. yeah uh, before we get too far into the episode, I would just like to briefly announce that I have booked the venues and the dates for the I Hear I See concert series for the mm-hmm. fall 2019 season. We'll be at Trumpet Blossom on August 30th, October 25th, and December 13th 
and will be at The Mill September 26th and November 21st. All of those shows begin at 9 p.m. You can learn more at IHearIC.com. Okay, let's get into the show. So, uh, you guys brought some music gear with you, um, <laughs> and I believe, I believe you have a name for your musical duo. Is that correct? We, we came up with one finally. Uh, aligned at Variance. Aligned at Variance. Yes. Where does that yeah, name come from? It's, a, it's one of those names I don't think you would get right off the bat at first because you'd think, well, where do those words come from? Uh, I disagree with things, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> we need well, conflict. That makes yeah, good radio. Well, that's, this is what, this is what well, interestingly uh, enough, aligned at Variance, uh, part of the name has to do with conflict, things that are in opposition to each other. Okay. Um, basically, where the name came from itself, it was uh, something that Joe and I were bouncing back and forth because you know we had been playing for quite a while and yet we didn't have really a name for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, at one point, Joe just suggested, you know, let's just cycle words back to each other. And word association. Uh, yeah, word sure, association, sure. basically. And then we came up with uh, the concept of basically v- uh, parallel lines that intersect, which, of course, if you know it's your math, yeah. mathematics... <laughs> You know, two parallel lines, it's impossible for them to intersect. That's the definition of parallel. Yeah, yeah. That's the definition of parallel. Right. They never meet. So (laughs) there's that conflict in there. So we kind of uh, reworked uh, the meaning behind that text or that concept Mm -hmm. into aligned at variance. Well, it uh, speaks to sort of uh, some oppositions, even though those are things that don't coexist. They're. There are things that can kind of coexist, at least musically. There are moments where we might be together, we might be communicating, or we might be opposing each other in one form or another. Um, and those are part of the, I think they're representative of a larger dynamic of just uh, human existence, right? We're never just one thing at any one time. Um, you know, we have things that conflict within us, and sometimes right. we are capable of doing good, bad, or opposite things, things of opposite values at any given time because we are dynamic people and we create dynamic music, I think, or just make sounds and <laughs> assign meaning later. <laughs> sure. Yeah. That's how I do it usually. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think the, the stuff that you guys have been doing together is all improvised, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, correct. Yeah. Yeah. We, we always seem to go with you know, the flow. Mm-hmm. Most of the time. Or against the flow. It depends. Or against the flow. <laughs> but, there, but there is a flow. <laughs> yes. We, um, but I think in the process of performing and even just coming up with ideas for performing, uh, we're often, you know, Joe and I are often talking back and forth, you know, in an, in an endless game of questioning, like, what if, what, what about this, how about this, um, trying out different things and seeing if we can find ways to, you know, blend together. Uh, into a state of oneness, basically yeah. taking two divergent strands of thought and coalescing them together. Okay, so that's that's where the alignment occurs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You start with the variance and you try to reach an alignment. Right, well, or, or, or it can be just the opposite, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, so the thing that attracts me to um, improvisation um, and this kind of way of music making is that uh, you have spontaneous form, you have spontaneous ideas, and you're not nailed down to any one thing at any given time. You can respond, you can react against something, and you can let things happen organically. And what's great is there's a sort of, uh, there's a nakedness to it. You know, you might do something that's not exactly what you meant to do, or you might make a mistake of some kind, you know, and, and your response, 
your performing ability might not live up to what your idea was that you wanted to try and do mm -hmm. in the moment. Mm -hmm. And all of those things kind of uh, add to the excitement of it, I think, that at least from the performing aspect. And um, it's sort of a kind of, uh, sort of kind of a cathartic <laughs> experience in a way. Um, so sometimes you're aligned, sometimes you're at variance, sometimes it's an argument or just a conversation. We try not to meander too much, but sometimes that happens, and th there's a freedom in that, you know? Mm -hmm. And day to day, you know, I try not to plan too much what we're going to do. Like, we get together, we just kind of go for it a lot of times. We might say, hey, let's just try this and just see what happens and do it. And a lot of the times we just, hey, John, let's go for it. And sometimes <laughs> we even just try to surprise ourselves in yeah. various ways. For example, one time when we were doing a recording session, it was probably a week ago or two weeks ago, uh, I just started playing before Joe was even ready. And so how's Joe going to react uh -huh. if I just started playing stuff and he didn't have everything quite set up yet? Mm -hmm. and so we had uh, some interesting dialogue that happened at that moment. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah. Uh, and you guys have recorded quite a bit together over the last yeah, few months, right? Yeah, the last couple yes, months indeed. we've been trying to be really steady about showing up and just seeing what happens in the recording studio. You know, uh, we don't really plan it. Like I said, we just kind of hit the record button and we play. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And I think there's like 20 of these recordings yeah, now? Yeah, about 20, but um, a couple more that we haven't loaded up yet. Yeah, sure. uh, we're going to uh, make a probably a SoundCloud just for our music yeah. in particular. And, and up to this point, it's all on the, your on SoundCloud. On my page, yeah. yeah which yeah. is soundcloud.com slash Joseph Norman Composer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Thanks for the plug. There's other music there, oh, yeah. too. We'll plug, <laughs> yeah. we'll plug more as the show goes on. <laughs> so I need to play a PSA real quick. Oh, sure. And uh, once that's over, would you guys like to actually just start playing yeah, so people yeah. know we'll just, what we're talking about? Yeah, we'll just go for it. That's All right. Well, I, I got to readjust anyway. So. Cool. All right. So here's a, here's a brief PSA, and then we will hear some music live in studio from Aligned at Variance. One in seven Americans will struggle with addiction during their lifetime. Want to know how you can help? Go to heretolisten.com for tips and tools to help turn addiction around. A public service announcement brought to you by the Ad Council. Yeah, as soon as you're ready, just oh, start okay. off. Yeah. <laughs> the PSA was pretty short. Ah.
All right, that was Aligned at Variance. That's uh, Jonathan Wilson on the tenor saxophone and Joseph Norman on the electric guitar. Uh, okay, guys, what can, you, what can you tell me about what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> well, we had to start. John wasn't ready. Yep. <laughs> I too and was ready. It looked like I was supposed to do something, so I just started doing something. Yeah, yeah. And then... <laughs> well, to be honest, I intentionally let Joe set up a mood, and then I kind of follow up and try to compliment that, and then, you know, we kind of then went our own different paths while trying to listen to each other and then find mm. spots where we could kind of you know, gel or blend or even try to hit a... You know, like the same pitch together. Yeah, yeah. Um, at least for me, what I was uh, thinking about during that, besides just starting off doing something, is once John comes in and he starts to uh, to play, then I can sort of um, react maybe to the pitch language that he has and also start to contrast my own material that I set up. So the way that I kind of look at what we were just doing was a series of maybe uh, contrasting moments that are sort of framed by not necessarily stasis, but uh, a character or mood within these like isolated events um, at any given point. And then there are some sort of transformations or maybe motivating actions that happen while we're playing together that might lead to a transformation or a change of color. So by the end, you know, um, I heard John breathe into the saxophone. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, we can just get rid of pitch now and just make some noises with strings. And, sure. And that's where uh, your uh, pitch yeah. scrape came yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. And so it's a sort of spontaneous reaction. And then in terms of form, then retroactively, you know, we come from a place where we start off with like homophonic chords, you know, happening in the guitar to a point where there's not really any pitch and we have just these sort of noisy gestures. Mm-hmm. And so that there's a an expanse there, a trajectory maybe. <laughs> and with some polyphonic stuff where we have more than one line taking place at any particular time mm-hmm. and then eventually reading to this kind of conclusion or uh, in the musical world we call it a coda or codetta, depending on mm. length, um, which I think the, the breathing and on my instrument, key clicks, I think, kind of serves that closure. Uh, for at least that little, mm-hmm. for the little thing we just did. Sure. Yeah, and I think uh, John he he tends to play maybe uh, with more uh, scales or consistent collections. I th- I tend to think more in terms of uh, intervals in the moment and what uh, kind of close like local sets I'm using, and uh, what I'll try and do is find like find a unison or some kind of pitch that I can link in with John on and then put a trail off in opposite ways or I'll try and relate it a little bit to what John's doing or vice versa. <laughs> okay. It sounds like a lot of uh, using your ears. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, yeah. that whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, yeah. Really, I rely, John's got a better ear, so I just let him <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> take care of all of the gaps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I've... I've played music kind of like this with both of you yeah. before, but I'm wondering like where you guys got started i guess playing sort of free improvised mm. music if you have if you remember you know like maybe <laughs> the first time you maybe did something like this well i think you know anytime you you know noodle on your instrument which goes back to you know when you start learning the instrument for the first time technically uh-huh. that is maybe when you first start you know improvising a little bit but i don't we probably wouldn't take it as seriously because it's more of a kind of a fun thing where you're just warming up and wanting to hear yourself sound and things like that. Yeah. Um, I would say, as far as becoming uh, you know, more serious about it, it was really during 
you know, my middle school years actually, because I was in uh, stage band back at that time, and you know we had you know different pieces where we would learn solos and start learning chords and things like that. I actually mm -hmm. devoted a project before I went to high school on improv improvising, basically. Um, what kind of project? Oh gosh, this was a huge project. We used to call it the Northwood Project back in those days. Um, I was like a four-month project where we had like a question we had to answer. We had to go around interviewing and observing different things and researching extensively. It was at that time one of the largest projects I ever did just because of the complexity of, of the things that we had to do and deadlines and things like that. It was just... And this was for school? Oh yeah. And you yeah, were that like, was school. You were like, what, 13? <laughs> basically yeah. 14, 14 <laughs> yeah right in, that, right in that age group but yeah i mean that's that's basically where it came from and of course my um inclination towards jazz because i love jazz quite a bit and played in jazz you know all the way through high school even college so mm -hmm. uh you know doing that and of course you know here the university of iowa mm -hmm. uh being involved with the laptop orchestra and other improvised improvisation groups that popped up here and there over the years i think uh, uh, one of, of the uh, first uh Times I actually engaged in sort of a free improvisation. It was actually with you and oh, okay. John. It was uh, you had uh, a thing planned for I Hear I See, where you had these uh, old racist cartoons of Mickey Mouse. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, oh, yeah you uh, guys were. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> we had yep. to uh, play a score of sorts, I guess. Uh, mm -hmm. Reactions to these uh, the images as they came across. Yeah, yeah. Screen. That was uh, a long time ago. That was a long uh, time. Twenty fifteen. I, I, I think it was uh, one of the. One of the coffee houses, I think. Yeah, yeah. we did that at uh, Fairgrounds. High Grounds? Fairgrounds, yes. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, before that, I guess my background's a little bit different than John's. I was uh, playing guitar in heavy metal bands and nice. stuff. And, um, you know, I didn't even, probably as a teenager, I wouldn't have even known what uh, free improvisation or free jazz was. I knew jamming, you know, like if sure. you get together mm -hmm. with a, a drummer and you start making up riffs and come up with things. Um, and I was always really fun and exciting, and like some other members of the band hated it. It's like, oh, God, we don't want to just jam; we want to practice songs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, no, this is great. We should just do this. Nice. <laughs> but um, you know, and then uh, when I went into, uh, when I went to college um, as an undergraduate, I was in jazz band and jazz combos. So I learned more about improvisation in that context, and then I learned a bit about free jazz and some free improvisation. And I still wasn't uh, completely in that world, and then. I guess uh, it was more recently, uh, I guess, when I came to University of Iowa and I encountered the Compervisors, which was the thing that right, you were that was doing. Right, the name and, of that. Uh, yeah. um, and also with uh, Laptop Orchestra, that, that became really interesting to me. It became kind of, uh, like I said, exciting uh, because of the prospect of what it can do. Like, there's a catharsis and a release, and there's an immediacy that's not the same as when you're composing music. You yeah, know? absolutely. Um, when you're composing, there's a, a filter. You think about things, and you pace mm -hmm. around, and you think some more. And <laughs> <laughs> you stress out about it. Yeah, it's sort of like, you know, writing a letter versus yeah. just having a conversation. <laughs> you have to say it just right, and you're really fussy about it, you yeah. know? And, and you worry about it, and then, like, there's a big day where maybe there's a performance, and hopefully everything goes right. <laughs> but, um, you know, when you're playing and you're just in the moment, you can have an idea right then and just do it mm -hmm. and see how it turns out. And yeah. Maybe it's good, you know. if you're So, you know, I think part of it is there's uh, an aspect of having fun. There's a social aspect to it. There's... Um, and then hopefully some people like the music. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's another thing. <laughs> yeah, that's a potential concern. Yeah. You know? um, yeah, well, I'm glad to have been, you know, played some role yeah. in bringing yeah. you into this kind of music. Um, I always find that uh, 
improvising in a performance setting, mm. like not having planned anything ahead of time, just going on a stage and making music with people yeah. or even alone. But I've, I've found that that's a very like confidence boosting activity. Yeah. Like just the idea that you, you have enough, I guess, faith in your ability to create music, to just do it in front of people without having <laughs> thought about it prior. <laughs> Well, you don't, you don't have time to get stressed about it. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> those, those nerves, you know, you don't get the, the shaky hand problem. <laughs> yeah. If you just do it, <laughs> if you think too much. Then. Yeah, you just got to, like, shut off and go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> have you two uh, performed, like, we live as a duo yet? yet? Unfortunately, oh, we, we need to set um, something up and do something. We are setting something up for that, yes. Um, at some point, at, at some, some point, time. we will be. Great. <laughs> Well, I, I would like to have you on this series that I mentioned yeah. at the beginning of today's show, and you filled out the Google form, I informing did, me that you would like to play. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll work out that uh, yeah. at some point. At, Logistics. Yeah, this month, yeah. Uh, so I need to do a, a weather report here oh. in a, a minute. Uh, do you guys want to play some more once I've concluded uh, yeah, my great. weather report? Okay. Let me just pull up the page here. Uh, this is... Uh, this is uh, everyone's favorite part of the show, is learning what's going on outside. Uh, it's currently 3.27 p.m. Uh, it's partly cloudy. Mm. It's 88 degrees Fahrenheit, but it feels like 92 degrees Fahrenheit. It's quite hot. We've got a 15% chance of precipitation and 49% humidity. 15 mile per hour winds coming from the south-southwest. According to weather.com, there may be thunderstorms in the area beginning at 9.15 tonight. If you would like to confirm the details of today's weather report, you may visit weather.com and search for your zip code. Thank you for listening to the weather report on July 28th. And now, another performance by Aligned at Variance.
Once again, Jonathan Wilson on the tenor sax and Joseph Norman on the electric guitar. And that time we got a little bit more of uh, an electronic thing going on. Uh, <laughs> There's a thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So tell me about your use of electronics just then, John. Uh, so the uh, the patch that I was using here is a it's a granular synthesis patch that basically it's taking a recorded of sound samples and then uh, taking little snippets of it uh, at various uh, bands of milliseconds. So sometimes yeah. it could be as low as 10 milliseconds, sometimes um, as high as 500 milliseconds. And then uh, extracting from that recording, I'm manipulating that sound by truncating it yeah. or expanding it and uh, transposing it and having it bounce around here in this studio uh, in a stereo configuration here. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, so it's, uh, to try to boil it down maybe for people who don't oh. know what you're talking about. That was the scientific version of this. So it records things, and then it plays them back in ways that don't sound like they were recorded in. That's pretty yes. good, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Takes a very, very short chunks of what you recorded and yeah. turns yeah. it into something new. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And if you want, you could probably turn those speakers up a little bit Ooh, for the next yeah, time. Yeah, you play. yeah, it was a little bit. Uh, it was a little bit quiet. Yeah. Uh, do you guys do a lot with electronics when you're yeah. improvising? Uh, we we try and do something a little bit different every time. Like we, sure. we try and keep it uh, maybe fifty fifty, um, and we try like something with a different patch yeah. every time. When you say fifty fifty, do you mean no 50% electronics of the time? or yeah, electronics? Yeah. Okay. Right, because yeah. I think it's important to have, um, you know experience performing in both fields and Mm -hmm. also just getting a chance to interact um, in different ways like that and that can also be you know not just me performing with the electronics in this case but it could also be just joe with the electronics or it could be both of us together yeah or alternating so so, you know just playing around with our roles um in the performance so if Mm -hmm. i'm not just a performer what else am i doing i'm recording sounds that will get heard by from speakers and 
transformed and things like that. Mm-hmm. And what I think is interesting is that, uh, for me at least, I think of the electronics as another instrument yeah. uh, that you're playing at any given time. It has its own unique character and playability. Uh, it has its own identity, things that it can do or can't do. And using it in a way that is aesthetically interesting to yourself, you know, takes a little bit of practice and, mm-hmm. you know, there's a possibility of failure. <laughs> sure. yeah. And so, um, yeah, I think of it as just another instrument. Uh, if I'm not playing guitar, if I'm doing something with electronics, then I'm the live electronics performer. And even if it's manipulating a sound that I recorded with my guitar at that point, it's its own instrument. Sure. Yeah. And what's your history with uh, using electronics in any context? I guess. Oh, well, in music, but. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I first touched a computer when I was four years old. Uh. Yeah. Any musical context. Yeah. <laughs> well, in a musical context, I mean, even going back to, you know, when I was a little child, because when I was a kid, I used to, well, annoy the heck out of my parents when I, every time we uh, turned on the electronics and we were playing music, and I would always go turn it off and they would get, you know, <laughs> They would get angry at me for doing that. They take the remote away from me. Well, but besides that, anyway, uh, in terms of you know working with electronics as a composer, I mean, that really goes back ten years ago. Uh, during my last year at Western Illinois University, I took a electronic music class with uh, James Caldwell, who's now retired. I believe uh, I mentioned and, him in your bio. Yes, yes I did. that's right. Yeah, and uh, that's basically where uh, the genesis of my. Uh, my uh my my i'm trying to think of the word here my my beginnings in electronic in electronic music the genesis of your beginnings yes Yes. see uh, for me um you know i was a fan it was sort of uh electronic music was kind of mystifying to me especially as uh, an undergraduate it was interesting you know uh, there are these pieces by Stockhausen or you know there's music concrete there's Edgar Varese sure like tape sort manipulation of, and synthesis yeah, yeah but it's mysterious yeah. so, you know like it looks like wizardry you know like <laughs> how do you cut tape and like splice it together yeah and, Weird stuff happens and it somehow <laughs> makes music. Like, yeah, yeah the stuff they were how doing, is this possible? Stuff they were doing back in like the fifties. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So, it's so crazy. divorced from what I know now. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, now you, you have Pro Tools. You don't have to cut tape anymore. Yeah. Which is, uh, <laughs> our productivity should be way up here and, uh, for some reason. And, um, but for me, I, I guess I only started making uh, electronic music probably about five years ago. Um, that's when I started studying how to actually make it. I had done some experimentation with like pure data before and mm-hmm. nothing that was uh, of note that I would want anyone to listen to. Or... Sure. <laughs> yeah. And but, the, the patch that you were using when you were just playing, that's a Max MSP patch, yes? Correct. Okay, cool. Yep. Just so everyone knows. Mm-hmm. Good plug for Max. It's a, it's a great thing. Everyone I should use, use Max. Yeah, I've played stuff with Max on this show before. So yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the, the the great thing is, you can almost do anything you want now. You know, uh, if you can imagine doing a thing to a sound, you can make it happen somehow. And like the great thing is, somebody's probably already done it, mm-hmm. so you can find something that somebody has already done, and then Frankenstein it with something else to make it your own a little bit. <laughs> yeah, if you're good enough at using a search engine, you can yeah, probably, yeah, probably you figure can find... out how to do it. You know, I mean, also, I mean, it's a community. If you're on Facebook and you, there's other people who use Max MSP and you can talk to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and the uh, the Cycling 74 forums oh, yeah, are the forums a pretty are good great, resource as well. Know. So, you know, like, I think that's a great thing uh, in terms of communication. Like, you can meet people who do things that you are interested in doing now and just talk to them about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, this is really cool. How do you do it? Like, yeah, it's pretty sweet. <laughs> can I have your patch? <laughs> Usually they'll just give it to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everyone's pretty generous with yeah. this kind of thing. 
Uh, so what kind of stuff were you doing in that, uh, that class that James Caldwell was teaching? Well, basically, it, it, it was a you know introduction to electronic music. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was still you know after uh, you know tape recording. So it was all digital. Uh, we'd worked with sampling synthesis. That was one thing um, that we worked with uh, using a program called Digital Performer. It's kind of like it's a system soft uh, system software sister. <laughs> I meant to say sister software to. Uh, Programs like Pro Tools, yeah. like recording software, basically. Okay. What was it, what was it yes. called again? Uh, Digital Performer. Okay. I believe they're they're still running currently. I yeah. Think. Is that sort of like uh, digital instruments? Uh, yeah, it's or? like a multi-tracking, uh, like multi-tracking recording software. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, so we worked with that, working with MIDI keyboards, and uh, you know, listening to music concrete and getting to know a number of electronic music composers in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, it gave us, a, I think, a pretty good foundation from um, where to go from there and, you know, branch off, um, at, and at least until we got to the University of Iowa and then continue to hone <laughs> and expand on that knowledge even more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we got to work with uh, Larry Fritz, you know. That's, that was actually my first uh, real study of how to do things with Pro Tools, you know, uh, was with uh, Larry the uh, electronic music class that he had, uh, both of them. And that, that was really great. Um, I learned things I never knew before and got a chance to be creative with it at the same time and learn about gestures. <laughs> right. Lots of gestures. Yeah, Larry's all about, all about the gestures. Right. Not, not yeah. being robotic, mechanical, or square. Non-repetition, non <laughs> you know, the non-repeatability of nature. <laughs> Free-flowing, organic... Um, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, it's funny. Uh, I, I wondered where that came from. And then I read, uh, in search of concrete music by Pierre Schaefer mm. and I'm like, Oh, the non-repeatability of nature. And it's like, it's uh, the whole premise of acousmatic music, I guess, yeah. that kind of developed out of uh, music concrete. Yeah. Uh, man, he has a piece that was like really big for me and I can't remember the name of it now, but it's all about, uh, these, like he, he would compose like really short tape pieces. The and etudes, then, right? Uh, they weren't the etudes. It was like, uh, shoot <laughs> it was like, like really short like maybe 10 30 second mm. tape pieces and then uh overlaying them on each other in different ways and each performance was different because you could put the tapes wherever you wanted uh it's by pierre Schaeffer. it's yeah. uh it's great <laughs> yeah no, i mean the it's amazing that that was going on you know he was a really uh well, incredibly influential, and yeah, if uh, you get a chance to read the text ever, uh, he has great ideas. You know, he talks about the, uh, for him, what was transformative was learning to cut off the attacks of sounds, the beginnings of sounds, to transform their identity in a way. In right, a way. when you don't have the attack, like, the, yeah. whatever is sustained sounds like you're, a completely different instrument. What you recognize is, yeah. Uh, yeah, totally changed, different. so you've created a completely different scenario for people to hear. So mm-hmm. you can take something that's uh, recognizable, and uh, in a way it's psychological, right? It's uncanny, and you've made something familiar into something unfamiliar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and vice versa, also enriching, enriching the attacks so that they become not just that sound, but your sound because of the combination of things that you put together to make it something that's more of your own and something that's perhaps becomes more emotionally powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you mean by enriching the attack? Can you give me like um, an so example? So overlapping it with that? additional sounds that could come from either uh, a similar set of sounds that you recorded or it could come from something else that, um, that you put together and make into something more. Sure. So, so like very simply, uh, if I, if I had a recording of you, playing 
uh, an F on your sax. Yeah. And then I have a recording of Joe just sort of like hitting this guitar <laughs> with all the strings muted. I could combine them and that would enrich your attack. Yeah. Right. It's not just two sounds. It's just, it's by themselves. It's the two sounds together. Yeah. You There's a synergy. Them. Yeah. 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 Yes. Smash them together. The synergistic effect of yes. <laughs> simultaneous playing. I remember the piece I was thinking of. It no. was not by. It was not Pierre by Schaeffer. No, it was by Henri Possu. Ooh, it's called Scambi. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a great that's one. That's a great work, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so. <laughs> uh, do you guys want to play a little bit more? Yeah, and we then can play another thing this time. When you're done, let's, I need let's to Let's start play. at the same time this time, John, and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, when you're done, I need to play a grant spot. But until okay. then, here is another performance by Aligned at Variance. <laughs> Support for KRUI is provided by Little Village. Little Village is Iowa City's independent, community-supported news and culture publication. Little Village's event calendar connects readers with critical cultural opportunities. Through journalism, essays, and events, Little Village works to improve our community according to core values, affordability and access, economic and labor justice, environmental sustainability, racial justice, gender equity, quality health care, quality education, and critical culture. Little Village can be found in print editions at local businesses in Iowa City as well as online at littlevillagemag.com. 
Welcome back to I Hear I See Radio. I am here. I'm Justin. I'm here with Aligned at Variance. That's Jonathan Wilson playing the tenor saxophone, Joseph Norman playing the electric guitar. Before that grant spot, you heard them uh, performing live here in the studio. They improvise all their music. Uh, hey, just as like a sort of uh, exercise, what yeah. would you title that performance the, that you just did? The last one? Yeah. Hmm. Titling is hard. You know? It is very hard. <laughs> <laughs> it forces you to conceptualize things and think deeply. <laughs> yeah. And use, use a word when you weren't using words before. <laughs> Divisions. Sure, let's go with divisions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What leads you to divisions for that? Well, um, we started at the same time, and I had no idea what John was going to play, and mm-hmm. he had no idea what I was going to play. <laughs> uh, and there's kind of forced to be uh, reactions. And so, at least from my, my angle here, I tried to, uh, at differing times, pull myself away from what John was playing. And play it like a contrasting texture of some kind so that it wasn't fully linked and we weren't in full coherence, at least not entirely. So in a way that there's the division, that's the opposition, but it's a division also in coherence and incoherence, or at least continuity and discontinuity. And the, there's a division between those two things. At least that's what came to mind. I didn't have time to think of the title, so don't, don't hold me to it. <laughs> no, I mean, that's, that's pretty good for like five seconds of thought. <laughs> John, were you feeling divisions while you guys were playing as well? I was thinking more of just kind of following uh, what Joe was, was doing as kind of a canon at first, but more at the unison, uh, mm-hmm. where you're playing basically this, at the same pitch level mm-hmm. and just following each other at first and then kind of diverging off into our own paths, which I think uh, lends itself well to this title divisions that we're well, coming up with that. So th- this might seem antagonistic. I was trying to, I was hoping that you wouldn't follow me. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to do something. I hope John doesn't try and match what I play. I'm like, oh no, John's doing it. I have to change now. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. That's part of the... So it's you chasing me, basically. John, yeah. John yeah. is stalking me while that's, we're playing. That's the hunt. Yeah, there you go. That's funny. So it's actually your attempts at like going along with joe that lead to the divisions yes (laughs) okay i'm glad i asked because that was it's an interesting you know look at the the like in the moment Mm -hmm. thoughts that are going on while you're playing and you know things you hadn't planned ahead of time yeah and just like what's happening when you are not communicating directly (laughs) and just listening to each other and (laughs) yeah 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 uh so we are reaching you know the last little chunk of today's Mm show uh we've got about 10-ish minutes left. We can go over yeah. that if we'd like. But uh, before we, you know, end the show, do you guys have anything, like, coming up or anything online that you want to plug? Any sort of things you want the people listening to this show to check out if they want more of your work? Uh, well, I'm going to be in Decora uh, on August 9th. Uh, the Iowa Composers Forum is doing a summer music festival, and... My piece is going to be, I have a piece called A Chamber of Mouse Pieces, uh, basically a composition that used recordings of mouthpieces um, from tenor saxophone, alto saxophone, clarinet, flute, mm-hmm. um, worked into an electronic work, basically. And so that's going to be played up in Decorah, Iowa, on August 9th. Nice. The Chamber of Mouthpieces. Uh have you considered expanding that to include 
mouthpieces of other types of instruments. It's something that I have thought about. Yeah, it'd be cool to do maybe like a series of those. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. get some brass mouthpieces, get some... Uh, there's like non-musical mouthpieces too, right? <laughs> <laughs> like dentistry equipment or something. Maybe a kazoo, though. That could be... Yeah, yeah. Duck <laughs> whistles. And that was August 9th, you said? August 9th, yeah. August that, 9th in the That's a Friday. Yeah. 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 And our friend Joan Elrod works up there, so yes, maybe indeed. you'll see him. <laughs> yeah. Indeed, yes. Yeah. Anything else you want to plug before I pass it to Joe? Uh, that's the main thing coming up. Okay, cool. I will yeah. say that John has a website. It's jonathanjawilson.com. Is that right? Correct. Yeah, and you'll find links to uh, you know his other stuff there. Hmm. Joe, so, give me your uh, for me, I, you know, I don't have anything coming up uh, exceedingly soon. Uh, I guess the big thing is just uh, the website that has some works that have been recently recorded uh, besides the improvisation stuff. And so I think you gave it before. It's the uh, soundcloud.com slash Joseph Norman composer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I'm thinking that there'll be some new things. That, you know, I think uh, I have a piece that I'm work- currently working on. It'll be uh, performed at a dance gala. I'm doing uh, some music for uh, Armando uh, Duarte. Nice. And uh, I've also uh, kind of been pulled into a project now with uh, Ramin uh, Roshandal, uh, and we're working with uh, Eloy Berrigan mm-hmm. for uh, this uh, project using uh, dance and some uh, musical, uh, some sonification, basically, of visual data. <laughs> so, <Nice>. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. who knows when that'll get performed, but <laughs> it's yeah. all up in the air. <laughs> yeah. As I mentioned, Joe uh, worked for the dance department for three years, so he's yeah. got lots of connections there. Uh, I'd also like to plug your Bandcamp page, if that's okay. Oh, you can if you want. <laughs> I don't charge money for music anymore. It's all on the SoundCloud. Sure. Well, it's josephnorman.bandcamp.com. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you want to donate money to me. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and I have a few things I would like to plug before we go. Sure. Uh, so let's start with other people's plugs. There's some shows coming up this week in Iowa City that you might be interested in. There's uh, If you're listening live tomorrow night uh, at 6 30 there's a poetry slam at high ground cafe again tomorrow night 6 30 on tuesday night july 30th at 9 p.m feed me weird things is having their 27th concert uh the headliner is jordan sand she's a bassist and the opener is chris weersma the guy that runs that series uh, and he hasn't performed live in quite a while so it'll be interesting to see that uh on wednesday july 31st at 8 p.m uh him for her is performing at Yacht Club. That's H-Y-M-N, him for her. Uh, the local openers will be the Twisted Roots and Wando Family. Again, that's Wednesday night at 8 p.m. On Thursday at the Maker's Loft from, I believe, 5 to 8 p.m. This is uh, August 1st. Vera Rose Smith is having a reception and performance for an art installation she's got going over there called Extractions. I will be uh, performing in that with, I believe... Vero, as well as Christine Burke and Keegan Hockett. Uh, and then on Friday, August 2nd at 8.30 p.m., Precious, Henry Hank, Kurt Oren, and Jason Burkhardt will be performing at Trumpet Blossom and skipping ahead to August 4th at Iowa City Public Library at 4 p.m. There is a writer's open mic. Now on to my plugs. <laughs> as I mentioned at the top of the show, I just finished booking the venues and the dates for the I Hear I See concert series for fall 2019. We'll be at Trumpet Blossom on August 30th, October 25th, and December 13th, and we will be at the Mill at at the Mill on September 26th and November 22nd. Uh, lineups for all of those will be 
forthcoming. Hopefully the two guys that are here in the room with me will be on one of those shows. Not hopefully. I'm pretty positive <laughs> we'll get at least one of those, right? <laughs> um, in the meantime, I have a, a podcast that I recorded with Christine Burke, which is available on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash I hear I see. Uh, if you want to hear a concert band outside in a park in Cedar Rapids, uh, <laughs> you have three opportunities coming up this week. I run sound for the Cedar Rapids Municipal Band. They'll be performing at Ellis Park tonight, Knoll Ridge Park on Wednesday, and Guthridge Park in Hiawatha on Saturday afternoon. You can find the full schedule at crmuniband.org. I also set up a Google form for anyone that's interested in performing during the I Hear I See concert season, or if you want to be on the radio show. Or, you know, whatever. It's available at our website. It's embedded there. Iheric.com. You'll also find links to our Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Patreon, Instagram, Bandcamp, iTunes, Google Play, Mixcloud, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify pages on that website. And uh, I would love for you to contact me for any reason. (laughs) The best way to do so is by email. Iheric at gmail.com. All right. That's out of the way. Would you guys like to play one more time to close out the show? All right. Once you're done, I'm going to play a track by... A, an artist called Are You Awake, which I found on Bandcamp, and uh, you can find it at areyouawake.bandcamp.com. Uh, but until then, here is one last performance from Aligned at Variance. Oh.
Hi, we're the Nadas. I'm Jason. I'm Mike. I'm Brett. And I'm Tony. And you're listening to 89.7 KRUI. You're listening to KRUI, Iowa City. Your body, it starts moving. Exhale, release all your attention. Your mind is soothing.